0: Hello, this is Roy Lilly. It has a balletic quality. Orange arms sweep through the air with the precision of, of well, a robot. <laughs> Only a robot can be this accurate all the time, every time. You should go. Visit the factory where the Mini is made. One is produced every 67 seconds. And I link to how you can visit the factory um, in the e-letter uh, this morning. Well, there was a time when Mr. Rolls and Mr. Royce made cars themselves, highly skilled, component by component. Henry Ford came along in 1913, installed the first moving assembly line for mass-producing the automobile, reducing the time it took to build a car from more than 12 hours to 1 hour and 33 minutes. He dismantled the skills and changed the processes. It was inevitable. His people weren't engineers, there weren't enough of them. It's what's become a universal people issue. Not enough of the right people in the right place at the right time to do the right job. Assembly work was boring and relentless and worker turnover in Ford's factory was high and so Ford more than doubled their pay to $5 a day. They stayed and more workers flocked off the land to the factories. The inevitability of gradualness, technology manipulating and manoeuvring, insinuating its way into our lives. Today, at the mini-factory, 350 different body parts are assembled by 280 robots, people not required. In total, about 30,000 parts assembled right first time, some arriving just in time in four hours. Better cars made by fewer people, the inevitability of gradualness. Look across most industries and services. Taking people out of the equation makes financial sense, particularly in a world where there's a global shortage of skilled labour. The inevitability of gradualness first comes the skill shifting, then comes the machine, the robot. QR codes on the table of restaurants, meals delivered by a server, banking travel shopping local authority services you don't need me to spell it out work is changed and then there's the nhs still plugging away trying to recruit care staff in the midst of global shortages hoping the pull of vocation will make up for the pushback from people who will not put up with heartless rota miserable conditions a perkless loveless grinding day May pressured, bullied and messed about, and 170,000 left last year. A 10 government, industrial relations at an all-time low. However, a clue to the future beckoned in 2004. The Quality and Outcomes Framework, QOF, part of the GP <coughs> contract, it was introduced. Paying GPs to carry out routine health checks. One component, taking a blood pressure reading from, well, pretty well everyone who turned up. GPs couldn't be bothered or were too busy, so they trained receptionists to do it. And there was a row. Could receptionists do it properly? All that passed. First the skill shifting, then the machines. Now, Williams Medical Supplies sell automatic blood pressure measuring cuffs. And patients do it in the waiting room, doing it for themselves. Technology, inevitable. We never noticed the slope got more slippery. We've been oblivious to a US development. In 1960, the first physician associates appeared. Skill dismantling and shifting big time. Changing the fulcrum point of care easier and quicker to train and recruit. A role copied around the world. The inevitability of you know what. The NHS ignored it stuck its fingers in its ears, saying la-la. In 2005, the UK Association of Physician Associates was established as a professional body. In 2006, the Department of Health commissioned an evaluation on the impact of PAs, which, are, which pointed to a great patient satisfaction. <laughs> well, there's a surprise. The competence and curriculum framework was published for PAs and the Royal Colleges gave the PAs a free pass. PAs, Physicians Associates, what do they do? Well, medical histories, physical examinations, see patients with undifferentiated diagnoses, chronic conditions, formulate differential diagnosis, diagnostic and therapeutic procedures, develop and deliver treatment management plans, request and interpret diagnostics, give health promotion and prevention advice. A lot of this will soon be done by machine learning masquerading as artificial intelligence, particularly diagnosis. It's the inevitability of gradualness. Physicians' associates can't prescribe, that'll change. When nurses started prescribing, some doctors said they'd poison everyone. Well, they didn't. Neither will PAs. It's the inevitability of you-know-what. The recognition that PA should be regulated looks to be leading to a wholesale reform of the regulatory processes. Not before time, and yes, inevitable. Yes, yes, I know. Healthcare isn't car making. It's not banking, not fast food. But neither is it nineteen sixty. Working in healthcare isn't the love affair it once was. Politics change, pressure targets, ignorance, neglect, it makes it something else. In primary care. The inevitable and gradual direction of travel has meant unregulated receptionists move from the clerical front desk to the clinical front line. Care guiding patients the best they can to see anyone but a doctor. It's a bad move. GERF, the Get It Right First Time programme, recommends, put, recommends putting consultants at the front of the process in A&E. Because it's safer and quicker and the outcomes are better. And primary care is no different. For the first go-around, GPs should see everyone. And it's they who should direct patients to allied professionals, prescribers, PAs and diagnostic machines. But there aren't enough GPs. Three in five GPs deliver more than the safe limit for patient contacts every day and many routinely exceed it by double or more. So what to do? First... The dismantling, the skill shifting, then comes the machines. Bring on the robots. (laughs) It's inevitable. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye now.